Welcome to this uh, edition of the Progress with Unity podcast and we've got a good gathering this evening of jolly looking fellows sat around the table in the Beach Hill book cycle. And first of all, I'd like to start off with Greg Farriman from the Wigan Observer. A big welcome, Greg. You was a regular on this show. You've, you've been missing for a few weeks. Yeah, I know. Signed up for another podcast and I've come here back here on deadline day and I couldn't get, couldn't get another contract <laughs> with anyone else, so I've been calling back. <laughs> Uh, cheers for that, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> on, all right, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I've not been working for any of the podcast, but uh, yeah. I'm glad to be here. Dan, all right. I have been working for the podcasts. Yeah, well, literally. Yeah. Have you uh, had any feedback from your Panini cards? Not yet, unfortunately, not. But no. there's still time. Yes. Okay. So. And you can find details on Jesus Was a Wiganer, of course, about that. Yes, wigan.illiterate.co.uk. Lovely. I'll just type Jesus Was a Wiganer into Google. That's probably easier, yeah, yeah, because nobody knows how to spell illiterate, not even me. So. It's ironic because that kind of that sounds like illiterate, doesn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah, I thought oh, it was. Greg gets it, yes. Yeah, He's I thought it was. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, illiterate. Because I am. Hi, <laughs> right, Paul. No, I'm all right. Well, I'm confused, but apart from that, I'm all right. Back off holiday? Yeah, yeah. Good, good fortnight away. Got back at, uh, got back in England at seven o'clock in the morning. Back at home at one o'clock. Picked up two o'clock. Football three o'clock. That's brilliant. Well, can't complain. Can't. And uh, I understand you've been to Florida and Disney World and all that. Yeah, I was in Magic Kingdom first day we were there. Yeah. Bumped into a bloke wearing a FA Cup winners 2013 shirt, so you can't brilliant. go wrong, can no. you? Did you bump into Mickey Mouse while you were there? Did you see Mickey? I did see Mickey Mouse. Yeah. yeah. Did he, he have a Paul Thorpe watch on? No, I didn't. No, no I didn't have a Latic shirt on either. Oh, it's a bad one. It's a bad one. Uh, what shirt was he wearing? He was wearing his usual clobber. I, I, I tried having a word, but he was having none of it. Was it? Hi, Gareth. Hi, thank you. Uh, uh, you tell me earlier you're not happy, man, are you? You got a birthday coming up, and you've got uh, uh, you boot the day off, hoping yes. to celebrate, yes. and, and we've had a fixture yes. change, and it's it's messed everything up for you. That's right. So I can't go to the Ipswich game, yeah. even though I boot the day off to go to the Ipswich game, and it's been birthday that week. But hey. The Happy birthday. Yeah. Is this, is this all Sky Sports' <laughs> fault again? Yes. Oh, they, yeah, they've been bad with us this year, haven't they? So far, 2014. The anyway. moment we're on, the moment we're not on. <laughs> yeah, we do. You said that rather quickly then, yeah. it took a while to compute. So be Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, everybody. Yeah. Oh, it should be. These Monday night and Tuesday night games are playing havoc with my uh, attendance at the DW, I'm afraid. This is not Thursdays this year. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. Oh. Well, every other day apart from oh. Thursday, really. It was horrible. It was chaos, wasn't it? Oh, we, put, yeah. we played on every single day of the, year, of the week last year, I think. Do we? Mm, do we have a Friday game? I think we played on Good Friday as well. Yeah, we did against Reading. Mm. So, yeah. Every day of the week we played last year. That's it. First time, to my knowledge, we've done that. Yeah. I can't remember playing on a Thursday before. No? Welcome yeah. back, Greg. There you go. Welcome back, Greg. What's the day landing on a Thursday at some point? Maybe. Yeah. Someone's, someone's going to email in, alright, on Vital and tell me I'm wrong, but. Yeah, well. They're welcome to. They will anyway, whether it's true or not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, quite a few things to talk about this evening. And the first thing, point of start, I think, should be uh, obviously the Birmingham game. That was the last time we've, we, uh, you know, we had a, a football game. 
last week we all predicted a win, didn't we? We sat around this table, and uh, that's what was delivered. Uh, Gareth, have we got any stats from the Birmingham game? I have, thank you, yes, it'll be a pleasure. Possession, Latics 55%, Birmingham 45%, attempts, Latics 17, Birmingham 11. On target, Latics managed 7 and Birmingham 4. We committed 4 fouls, Birmingham 14. We got 1 yellow, Birmingham got 2. No reds, and the score, a whacking 4 0. 4 0. Last time we, was, we had a 4 0, anybody know? Newcastle at home. Absolutely spot on. And that was another great performance, wasn't it? I've got the exact date of that here because I prepared it. It was the 28th of April 2012. Brilliant. Stunner, didn't yeah. 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 He, he put a postage stamp in the top left hand corner, didn't he? Mm. One of the most comprehensive performances I've ever seen us put together. That It was a brilliant game. But anyway, we're, we're talking about uh, us against Birmingham. So, yeah, so how does the Birmingham game compare to that one, would you say? Oh, I think it's, it's, it's not. As good, but it, obviously, you know, it's up there with it because it was a, a total dominating performance and we scored the goals. I think the, the difference was the quality of opposition, wasn't it? And the fact yeah. that when we when we did it to Newcastle, Newcastle were coming in full of form. And yeah, they were in the top four as well, yeah, weren't they? Birmingham were a bit of a crisis club as well, yeah. weren't they? Mm-hmm. But the big thing about Saturday for me was, um, was uh, something that happened before the game when we've been talking all week, <laughs> Willie won't say, about this uh, new French striker, Andy Delore. Uh, and Mr. Whelan turns up with his arm around him on the pitch, and it's announced to the uh, to the crowd our prospective <laughs> new signing. Now that deal must have been done and dusted. Uh, he's, he's not going to he's not going to uh, risk that, is he, Greg? We did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was done and dusted, surely. No, no, <laughs> no. It was. He was. He was as done and dusted as you can get. The only way it could fall through was if he turned around and said he didn't want to come yeah. to Wigan. I think which. When you're parading yourself on the pitch and putting pictures yourself up as a Wiganer, it was never really going to fall through. I think the club, the French club, were just a bit. But do you think that was the tactic of the chairman? Get your arm around and get him on the pitch. You can't send it on out. Yeah, I, I thought that might have been a bit. Yeah, of what I was think maybe you saw Deadland there coming up and thought, you know, maybe these are going to offer him. Everything was agreed in principle. It was just all getting it on the yeah. dotted line and register, you know, sending it through. Yeah. I believe, I believe it was uh, a release clause in his contract, weren't it? And they were trying to hawk him for a little bit more they, money. They needed money that, that yeah. their club tours. Um, they really needed money, which is why they wanted to, which is I think why they were releasing statements every day, you know, hyping up the bids and, you know, they're basically auctioning him off, which, you know, DW's done himself a few times with players going on yeah. TV and they're You can't blame them, them, can you? Of course you can't. They need the money, they wanted to get the price up, they've yeah. done it, they probably got more than they, they wanted. Uh, well, the first thought they'd get because there was about three or four clubs in for him, so yeah. no, fair play to him and fair play to Wigan for coming out on top. I, th- well, I think there was higher offers in, wasn't there? But as Mick said, was saying parading him on the pitch yeah. makes that personal relationship mm. that you know you've agreed you're coming here, right? And he would have had to have behaved ungentlemanly to go anywhere else. And whilst parading him set us up to look like a set of idiots if he did go somewhere else. Like they probably cemented it. Still had to sweat in the over the weekend, oh, yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> clicked into Monday, and nothing happened for a while. It was uh, ooh, I knew it was all done by Monday. Yeah, yeah. that was the for sure one. So, so anyway, we we kicked off. I, I was sat in the East Stand in my usual seat, and I was next to my brother, and he said to me, "Good grief, they look sharp today." And this was in the warm up, and they did. They looked very sharp in the warm up, and as soon as that whistle went, that sharpness. You know, it, it, it transpired itself into the game, Mick. Do you, do you think? I, I think we ran them ragging in the first ten minutes. Um, it was really, really good, and that, all that pressure of the first ten minutes were 
we we maintained Captain maintained good possession in that first ten minutes and to score really without them actually having had the ball properly was really good to see yeah well Manoran's goal was timed at nine minutes but within the first minute with it with it the side netting aren't we Kelly Kelly broken it at the side netting well this is it it was a was it a cheeky little uh, back flick on the outside of his boot if it had been uh, facing goal we could have been one nil up within the first minute yeah yeah when the goal comes down yes I was a little bit worried after Perch narrowly miss narrowly I say narrowly but yeah that completely wiped everything out when McManaman scored it was underneath Randolph's legs take that nutmegs thank yeah, you very much cracking finish wasn't it cracking finish yeah turned him inside out didn't composure yeah and, and he did it again later on just high level of composure in the box for McManaman and just like you say he turned him a couple of times and then after that left footed mm. shows his you know he can strike with either foot puts him uh, on four goals for the season with five games in but you can't ask more for a, from a striker no and you? even more even better than that is the uh, transfer window shut and he's still wearing a league <laughs> athletics shirt nobody <laughs> had a cheeky beard no, is McManaman no. now the league's top scorer or second, joint, joint second, second yeah. okay. mm. well, that's good and then Taylor Andrew Taylor Gareth pops up very good too yeah um, it was a cracking strike wasn't it yeah. who played the through ball James MacArthur it was James MacArthur uh, there was, there was yeah. on the replays you can see James MacArthur's through ball but I'm sure there was good play before that I've oh yeah, seen, yeah I've not yeah. seen highlights going back and even the Matt Manaman goal there was a good there was a good build up to that even yeah. I think so the, what they're not seeing on just the goal highlights is there's an awful lot of good play going on yeah in the build ups to these goals yeah so it, it, it was a good goal that one, yeah. Well, in truth, they were all. Yeah, but that one in particular, I thought it was precision finish. Yeah. It, the one spot that would put it perfectly in the net. Yeah. And then uh, Matt Manham, of course, for his second goal of the game. That's on the stroke of half time. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. just as good as well. Yeah. yeah. I, again, that was another composure. Like, just create yourself a little bit of room and then bend it around the keeper to the right yeah fantastic finish mm. the celebration was nonchalant as well yeah what was that French was that because Andy Delore will watch exactly it? Understand. in tribute yeah yeah uh, so we're going at half time 3-0 to the good absolutely fantastic display um, game over in effect game over yeah well, it looked you could see with the way uh, half time he made two substitutions Tighten things up at the back, made it difficult for Wigan to progress, but um, I think the best was yet to come. From mm. Well, Ivan Ramis made it onto the pitch, but had to leave straight away, didn't he, with a slight hamstring tweak, as uh, as was reported. Mm. Uh, it was nice to see Burnett back. He's very yeah. strong in the yeah. isn't he? Yeah. He really is. I think he's stronger than the others. He, he was full of determination and fire, weren't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he played. He had a good second half. Really, did. He had a point to prove. Yeah, mm. but that's a selection exact, point. That is exactly what you want, and that someone yes. comes on and he's not come on to try and change the game. He's come on to try and continue what happened in the first half, and that's exactly what he did. Oh, Birmingham. I mean, with respect to them, they've never been uh, in the league. That is, they've not been turned over this season. Have they? They've only lost one game, and that was uh, up at Middlesbrough in the opening day. They've not been turned over properly. Uh, but we are chasing shadows. Oh. But having said that, 
Scott Carson made two, well, he made three cracking saves. One was a double save, and the other yeah. one, we, he knocked it out the top corner, knocked it around. Um, but that, that was in that, early, the, the first one of those was in that early period, just after half time, where Mixers, they made two changes, and you, you had that 20 minutes where you thought, if they get a goal, that could give them the belief and just put a doubt in our mind. If that, if that passes, then the longer that goes on, the more solid we look, and obviously it went on and went on and went on, and then we scored a fourth. And it, at that point, you've absolutely put it to bed, haven't you? You have. And I was reading uh, Russell's comments before the game, and he said, obviously this week, I've had the guys on the train pitch, and we've been practising uh, finishing, and I think it showed uh, it was a lot more clinical than what it had been against mm. Blackpool. Very similar performance, I thought, totally dominated, uh, with some good football, but Blackpool, we, we just couldn't finish them off, could we? When we have not with Blackpool, I didn't think we were creative enough at Blackpool either. We did all the stuff on the ball, but to manage two shots on target with all that possession and all that time, and to be hanging on, it was so poor, I thought. It was a good, great first half performance, but to leave ourselves so vulnerable in the last 20, 30 minutes was, was ridiculous, and I'm sure Ross has got that through to him, but then on Saturday, I thought they were sublime. Honestly, the best, best performance under Rossa. You know, the intensity carried on though in the second half, didn't it? Yeah, I, I think we were touching it, the early goal helped. I think it settles a few nerves and stuff like that, you know, because and, and that way they got control and got on the ball and they got the second and then they killed Birmingham. That year. Their heads just dropped and they knew and the, the golfing class was just that's so evident. They were very far side. And when uh, Sean Maloney came on, he was like a, he was like Sean Maloney of all, weren't he? I mean, a little cameo. Oh, he was only on 20 minutes, but yes, he's had him in knots again. His well, fitness, he's, he's noticeably lost weight, hasn't he? Um, one, of, one of the people sat near me said that, and he, he really looks sharp, he really looks fit, and it's great to see Sean Maloney firing on all cylinders. He's brilliant, isn't he? What, what a ball. I mean, it was a nice back heel from Taylor to him to put him in, but what a ball through to Wagon. Yeah. Because he looked up, didn't he? They had eye contact with each other, mm-hmm. and he knew exactly what Wagon was going to do, and Wagon knew where yeah. he was going to put yeah. the ball. It was the only time he did that. Well, it was a, he, the rest of the time, he beat a man, then went back and beat him again, then went back and beat him again. There were times when I thought he could have actually got rid of that ball. Once he beat his man, he needed to bang it in the box. You, 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 you've already said about how the finishing's improving. The, the boss has had him on the pitch, uh, coaching the, the finishing skills. It looked like they'd trained and practised doing that on Saturday. But Maloney was, I don't know. I thought he was, uh, I, I, he could, to me it was blatantly obvious that James MacArthur was going to leave because of his performance that he put in, because he was so fired up, but secondly, because he was so desperate to score a goal, yeah. and also because his teammates were desperate for him to score a goal. Yeah. The number of times, you like we say Maloney, I saw Maloney looking for MacArthur when he was on the ball, trying to tee him up. There was one instance where McManaman got in at the, ne- at the near post, and he's, usually he'd just smack it, but he's looking to the far post to see where MacArthur was and tried to stick it on his head. It takes a lot of um, experience and guts to do what I thought MacArthur did, because you've got to remember he was left eye and dry that week um, with, the, with the Leicester situation. Um, you know, you can have your own views on what they did, and obviously they had him as a backup signing man, Cambiasso, and then when they got Cambiasso, just didn't even respond to Wigan. Um, so MacArthur's kind of left in the lurch, and you know nine out of ten players that could not the heads. And you look at Adam Forshaw, he you know Brentford won't play him because he's he just thought it, it rocked him too much. But so, but for MacArthur, even though he knew that there was probably a ninety percent chance he was going to go on Monday, to, to still have that composure to not just play but also put in 
but I thought it was probably up there with a man of match performance, which is tough on a 4 0 and when you're not even scored. Yeah. I thought he was brilliant, and you know, it shows the trust Uve have in him as well because Uve don't suffer feels as we all know. So for him to have trusted him to do that, it just shows that he is Premier League quality. Yeah, well, I th- I, we talked a little bit about McCarthy now while we mentioned him. I mean, I thought he was, he, he was such a professional display, like you said, mm. but um, that's that sums him up anyway, doesn't it? He's such a professional, mm. he's, a, he's a proper pro, a proper old-fashioned pro. I actually believed that he was a future captain of our club, Yeah. because of not just the way he plays, because he leads by example, but... The way he's off the field as well, always got time for for the fans and says the right thing. Mm. I, I, there's only one other player I think's matured as much at Wigan as James McCarthy has, and that was James McCarthy. They were they, mm. they both come on and they, they, like you said, off the field they were brilliant. They were gentlemen as a journalist. They were brilliant to deal with. He was. I remember I, as I covered him obviously last year when they were getting hammered every week and you know that six game run. There's him and Boyce with the own, you know, fronting up every single week. You know, a lot of them walk past you, refuse to speak to you, your Nick Powell's, your Grant Holtz, you know, no matter who they've been, you know, they won't give anything back, they won't, you know, they want to explain themselves. No matter what, Boyce and MacArthur, yeah, no worries, spend as long talking to you as possible, you know, because they want, the, you know, they, they know that it's a, a community club, they want the fans, you know, they want to speak to the fans and stuff like that. They, yeah, he was, he was a future captain, so it's just a shame that us not getting back to the Premier League's cost was what would have been a very good play. Yeah, mm. but obviously his money's uh, pr- probably funded some decent moves as well, aren't yeah. they? In the, in the I think there's, there's two measures of him as a man, uh, uh, beyond the, the, the performance on Saturday. One, he's done his deal, and next he's on the phone to the, to the, the Wigan paper to, uh, saying thank you and giving Paul an interview. Mm. Uh, and secondly, you look at the reaction from the supporters as he's gone. There's, there's not anybody wishing anything other than good luck and thank you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that tells you exactly what sort of a player he is. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot to do with Wigan as well as a club. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen our fans as bitter to you know current players. You know we've never ever. We under- mm-hmm. I'm told. No, no, sorry, players who move on oh, right. and you know have a golden for moving on. You look at how Brent, some Brentford fans have treated Adam Forshaw yeah. just because he's he's better himself. The, 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 I, so. I've seen one or two that uh, have expressed rumblings. Coming difference, but well, there's been none of that. People, some people have criticised yeah. the club for selling McArthur, which yeah, to me, I don't understand. When you look at it and you put it on paper, Wigan Athletic signed James McCarthy and James McArthur for less than two million combined, and you look at how much they've sold them for. But what the most important thing, the service they've got at them two, because they want to win the FA Cup with them two, they want to have stayed in the Premier League for a few, you know, as many years with them two. Well, there's a great piece on on uh, one of the websites today. I think it was Vital. I'm not sure. Um, mm. But looking at uh, MacArthur's career with us, and it, when you read it, it, it does surprise a little bit. When he first came, he signed for us in, in the summer of 2010, as we know. And at the time, Hamilton supporters were saying, you know, you've got you've got a player that is different than James McCarthy, but but they really complement each other on yeah. the pitch. But we never saw them together. He, when did he make his debut? When do you think it MacArthur made his first start? It was January, February, wasn't it? Well, he played. He came on as a substitute in the six-nil thrashing at home to Chelsea. So that was his first. Day. He started against Hartlepool the week after, but his first prem, uh, Premier League start was the Boxing Day win at Wolves, mm. which, like you say, was months mm. and months after. Mm. That same first season, he only made nine starts. So. It was typical Martin, wasn't it? Bedding yeah. in him yeah. slowly. He did have a lot of players, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, of course he did, yeah. It was Andrew Thomas who was keeping him out, out <laughs> <laughs> at that time. Uh, he's, he's an interesting one about McCarthy. Oh, first, who's his first three fixtures for Palace? Chelsea, Arsenal, and uh, United. No. Everton. 
Burnley, right. Leicester, and Everton. And Everton. By the oh, right. For three fixtures for yeah. Every single one of them has got something. So we'll get yellow, yellow, red. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be great to see him up against McCarthy on that note. Like yeah, you mentioned yeah. McCarthy. Yeah. You know, them two yeah. against each other. I'll tell you what would be great if we could renew our acquaintances next season and play against him in the Premier League. Yeah. Yes. That would be really yeah. good. Yeah. I'd Agreed. Yeah. yeah. See, see the warmth of applause that he gets. As he comes up, he's yeah. superb. As the lads have said, going around the table, and I've been thinking about it myself. His attitude, knowing that he was going, there's been other players whose heads have been turned and they've lost their focus and all the rest of it. Not him on Saturday. He was no. fabulous. Absolutely. Yes. He wasn't. He wasn't just a man of the match performance, was it? He was a man of match performance when the rest of the team mm-hmm. all stuck their hats in uh, the hats in the ring for a man of the match performance as well. Yes. Because they were all superb, and for him to stand out above. A superb team performance just it tells you all you need to know. I think there's, un- there's only a handful of players over the last seven, eight years that I think you could say who have been like athletic legends. You've got your Boyces, and I think the two Jameses are in there, yeah. maybe Ali as well. There's not yeah. many others. I remember uh, when he sort of, I think when he, when he made his mark, really made his mark, it was a game at, at uh, Tottenham, and it was a season when we were bottom for, for months and months. Um, we played Tottenham away, and they beat us 3 1. And MacArthur come on after 70 minutes and scored, mm. scored on the 80th. But after that game, Martinez said, I've seen something in the last 20 minutes of that game tonight that tells me we're going to be alright from mm. now on. And MacArthur played in every single game till the end of the season alongside MacArthur. Mm. And there was 15 games, and of those 15, we only lost three. And we won eight. And eight of those victories, eight of those victories was the Newcastle game we spoke about. Mm. We beat Arsenal away, we beat United, we beat Liverpool away. We lost at Chelsea, which we should have won. Was fluked out in that Rob. one. Rob. Yeah. yeah so, you know, his importance to the team, like you said, Greg, that kept us up that season was fantastic. Well, you know, FA Cup final, he played out of position and did a good job against a team of big money suits. Yeah, yeah he's well. not got a bloody medal. And the likes of Fraser Five and Ron Goldberg have. Well, that season though, I mean, we went down that season, but he missed a, a huge chunk of the first few games because he had that injury when he picked up right on his bike. You know, he went on the big mm. bike ride, yeah. so he ended up uh, missing a large chunk. Yeah, and and when you analyse that season, you could say that cost us our place. That that autumn of that season was when we we, we couldn't buy a result. So, absolute superstar for me, superstar. Uh, Seven million is that what we've got? Do you think? I think that's a good price. Yeah, I, it I, is. I don't think bad. You well, can't say we didn't. No, you know, I can't say we got underpaid. I thought it was really. No, bad. it was. Well, I think in the context of. What was done with that money and and well, that's how you look at it. Yeah. Didn't it? That's where you look at it. Yeah, and, and you look at how, how long did he have left to go on his contract? Two years. Two years. Yes, you could you could have kept hold of him for another twelve months, but then his perhaps would, yeah, perhaps would have got less. Yeah, especially if he had to go over yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah. So sad to see him go, but that leads us on very nicely, um, very nicely onto the transfer market. But before I do that, uh, before we go to the transfer deadline there. We're five games in now, we're on seven points. I know, I know the majority of us would probably think, we'd have, well, all of us like to think that we could have been on more than that, but do you think, feel the way pre-season went and, you know, uh, do you feel that it's, it's that bad a haul, really? Mm, it, it, it's, a, it's a C plus, B minus haul, isn't it? It's okay. I think if you didn't have the huge... James MacArthur shaped all in your midfield now you'd be sat there thinking yeah it's a decent start we, we, we started 
slowly and we've started to kick on, we're carried to kick on and we'll be absolutely fine. But the, the big question mark for me now is, much as we think long term the spending that we've done will be useful, it's got to carry. It's got to work in the short term as well to to fill it all and and carry on moving up the league. Well, is this where we brought Fist in? I mean, I don't know anything about him, but he's only on a twelve month contract, isn't he? Uh, the lad from Stuttgart, the Danish international, defensive midfield player. Um, as is is he in for MacArthur? Is he going to be? Mm. Position. So, yeah, he's going to play in that position. There's, you, there's, there's two more centre midfielders that we're going to sign who are going to be the biggest signings of the season. McCann Watson. McCann and Watson. People forget about them. They're the ones yeah. who are going to sit there. You forget how good McCann got was last season. He was one of our better players. Oh, really? Yeah. He, then, he must have been in line for player of the season until he got well, his knee done. The thing is, is how bad a start did he get off to? Let's be honest. He was yeah. poor, and by his own mission, he was poor. He came out and he said, "This, you know, I'm going to sort this out." And he did, and he was he was one of the best players last season. So yeah, to have him get him coming in, you know, we've got some really good competition in that midfield now, and I think that's it's going to be our strength. And then who you knows the strikers? Can I just go back to what you were saying about the seven points? You were asking about the points, back to back wins, and six points in the last two has made hell of a difference, hasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, it's two from one point to seven, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 Thank God we've got the international break now to break that up, though. Well, that's what I was saying about going by by accruing your points in that way. You feel like you've 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 got going now. Yeah, lost the momentum, aren't they? Yeah, two weeks now. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, everybody it's, else has, haven't they? Yeah, yeah but yeah. for a lot of teams, like, like to Birmingham, it's time for them to regroup and forget about yeah. it. This is you well, do we don't not play like Birmingham. To, we've got Blackburn. But no, what I'm saying is like it's, it's good. It's gonna yeah. be good for you. It can be bad for you. I don't think it's good for us that we've got this national break now because we've got that momentum going. It's I'm not saying they're gonna lose the next game, but they've got to you know they've got to build it up again now in training next week and and try and get back onto to, to winning ways. So it's, it's not the best time. To, window um, break for us I don't think right, yeah. we've always hated that first international break haven't we yeah yeah it's not never done us any favours but uh, what about this third team on the bounce beginning with B you know yeah. don't want to you know cast any doubts on it but you know is it a bankable bet at the bookies you know yeah. I wonder where you're going with that because I have no idea <laughs> Three, you know, <laughs> we can only beat teams beginning with B. Oh. Well, that, would it be Burnley last season? Uh, You're talking about last, se- last season's history, Barry. No, Come on, okay. talking about this season. Okay. All right. Only say. We'll talk about Stay history. Program, hey, I've, I've only been to two games this year, and we've won both of them, and I didn't see any of the defeats. So I'm going to go to Blackburn, and we're going to win that. <laughs> that was a bit different to the games that you were playing. That was a, cheek, was a bloody cheek slash, yeah. <laughs> first, first, first half, I, I sat in the press box the first half this season because I was fighting around trying to update something about Andy Dillot signing. He scored three goals last time I was in that bloody press box. They were getting hammered, so yeah, it's a nice change. Right. We'll get you a season ticket, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> right, so deadline day comes along. Everybody's. Uh, a little bit despondent because we think, oh, we're going to lose MacArthur, we're going to, nothing's going to happen, uh, deals are going to fall through. Then suddenly it was like it was like Christmas Day, weren't it? It was like bang, bang, bang. Disappointment of losing James MacArthur was sort of uh, eased with with the silence. Two surprise ones for me. I mean, we knew Delore was probably going to happen. We knew Farshaw was more than likely going to happen. Um, good silence, do we think? <coughs> Who knows? Oh, who knows? Well, but the gaffer knows because he's been chasing Farshaw. Farshaw's the one you can think, yeah, he's going to be a good signing. But you know, the likes of Delore and Christ, it's just 
Let's see how it goes. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. they will be good. I'm sure that they've got faith in them. But people have been raving, saying, "Have you seen his goals? You can get it, get it on YouTube, etc., etc." But it, it all depends on what role is he going to be given here at Wigan. You know, is it going to have the similar kind of role where it's free to score, wherever You don't wants? get points for goals on YouTube, you can put... No, Robbie Selly proved that. Yeah, and <laughs> Grant Holt proves that, doesn't he? How many goals has he scored? And he's not putting them in for us, so it doesn't matter how many he's scored for Norwich. you just got to just wait and see what you get with them. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be brilliant. And I, I, I think the, the key, key thing for me is in the context of reducing the, the outgoings and in the context of reduced income, you've replaced... You've got what looks like a strong squad for the division with some what look like they're going to be saleable assets when they get a bit older and develop. And you, you cannot ask for any more than that when, you, mm. when you're trying to save money. Mm. You know, it, it, to me, it, you, you'd struggle to cherry pick players from other teams and say, right, we'll, we'll have him. The only way you could get much better would be saying, right, we'll have him for 50p. And, and start coming up with nonsense figures. I agree with you. If you're looking at it from the business context, I think we're in a very strong position. It looks great. It looks great. Yeah. But it's not just the business context. The supporters are looking at that squad and thinking, hang on, we can have a challenge. A ch challenge mm. I'm a charge up the league. It's I a young squad too, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It, 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 it ticks every single box at the moment. And if you look at the contracts they've signed as well, four years. Hmm? Four years. That's a millstone, mate. That's a millstone around our neck, that. Four years. Well, for instance, like, look at MacArthur, he had two more years on yeah, his, his yeah. to run. And sometimes it works in our favour from the point of view of, hey, of course, we've got this still on, we've got it for how many If years? we can get promoted this season, that value, that what's on their head, suddenly goes through the roof, doesn't yeah, it? Because of right Premier League players. Mm. Mm. Well, the thing is, as well, last year, when Mosley came in, he says, I might have to dip into the, the loan market. And he didn't dip into it, he jumped into it and did a running bond, didn't he? And they've got so many players in on loan who weren't their players. And they played, you know, they had a lot of, you know, like Nick Powell, McEachran, Collison, you, you know, you can count them on two hands. No, yeah, no, oh God, he would go, wouldn't he? No, we've got. Got to Blackburn. We've got. Mm. We've got to, we've got a squad there for me, which doesn't need any loan signings unless you get injured. Now we might just dip into it, but that's all we need. This is this is Ross's squad. It just proves last year was just him papering over a few cracks, getting few getting through it. And if they went up, they went up. And it's dead money as well, loan so, market, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Because you can't you can't recruit anything. So, you know they've they've got a lot of depth there, which is good for me. The only criticism of the window is I wouldn't have minded seeing a couple more out. Yeah, I think right. <laughs> Holt Swages is a burden. I think. He probably wanted, you know, looking at Ramis, he tried to shift him last January, it might have been nice to get his wages off because we've got a good defence there. He's a good player, don't get me wrong, and I love having him and I'm sure he'll he'll do well, but... A couple of Spanish clubs came in, didn't they, but they couldn't afford to yeah. pay. To pay. So that's, that's the double-edged sword, isn't it? You know, on one hand, you're happy to see the wages go from a business perspective, but on the other hand, you're happy to see the players still there and playing well. There's got to be realism. I mean, not criticising the crows, God, you don't do that, but... Um, we have got small crowds and they've got to make the money somewhere. You've got mm. to balance the books. People are asking, oh, where's this money gone? Where's, you know, where's the McCarthy money? You know, how many times you hear that question? It's got to balance the books. We've got parachute payments, yeah. But again, it's just making sure that it's, they're breaking even. They're not spending over the odds. So we've got some good signings in now and we're not paying over the odds for transfer fees and wages. But it's um, you've got to remember we're a small club and we've got to we've got to live by our means. We can't go and overspend like so many teams in this division. This division can. You look how much 
you know, Cardiff are spending, former spending oh, on Friday, players. Is it? Friday. We can't, we'll never compete with that. No. So it's about no. being shrewd with our business and making sure the right players are coming in and the right players are going out. I think to add to the list of outgoings, the one outgoing that, that I would like to have seen purely from a business perspective is we have three quality keepers. Now, now one of them may go out on a loan, but if you if you shifted one of them and got some money in, I think I don't think you'd do that. I'd have done any harm. Yeah, I'd be I'd be surprised maybe if I'll obviously not go out on loan. I'm not mm. not that I'm saying I know anything that he might do, but like you say, I think for him as well, he's twilight of his career now. I want to get games, and you know if someone can pay his wages and give him some game time, then if we need him, call him back. Um, we've got a quality young keeper there in Lee Nichols. Mm. It's a shame he's not even on the bench. Which he deserves at least for me. Well, he's not going to play for the development squad either, has he? He's only played the odd game for them. Yeah, you never know. I mean, he might get loaned out, but mm. he's a he's a quality keeper. And there's only so long we can keep him happy for. So he's, he's, yeah, he's, not, he's not a young player anymore. He's he wants he wants to be getting first team games, and if we can hopefully if we time it right, he can be our first team keeper for a long time. Mm. Yeah, that's what you say. If you time it right, and. I, I, We've got three quality keepers. Mm. It's a lucky situation in a way, but it's a burden in another in that you can't keep three quality keepers happy, can you? It's, uh, no. And then as the clock was ticking down on Monday, there's a little announcement came on Twitter from the Latics. If you think it's all over, think again. And everybody got really excited. And I think this was a proper um, left field announcement. Nobody saw it coming. Emma Hughes signed on, on is it a four year deal yeah it's long term yeah. four year deal but you got to remember he'd only signed one, one of them with City about a month ago yeah. so when they were in America so, weren't so, they yeah. Rosslyn yeah. must have just turned around and thought I'm getting him in before he's absolutely yeah. massive they're calling back and selling him off for big money so that to me is the best timing because you've had him for a month so you've had a right proper look at him mm. so you, you know you're not going off, off of one scouting report or two scouting reports you've had a right proper look at him in, in your training and his attitude and what he's done in a couple of games he's played every game for he's started yeah, every yeah. game for us hasn't yeah. he and I think you could tell you were quality from, from the Reading game you could he's, see it in him he's not really got going yet he, he's just settling in and he'll, he'll, he'll come good uh, but you've, you've snabbed him quick before before they realise what you're up to he must be 6'2 six 6'1 six six mm. okay. he's raw as well he's got all the basic attributes he's quick he's big and powerful good feet he's good feet but you can see that he, he just needs shouting up and yeah. once he gets you know once he gets all that and it all starts clicking he's going to want a hell of a player right. well, I think, I think uh, another Aaron Ramsey or uh, am I setting the bar too high for him you, you, never, you never know you, you, you shouldn't have targets for players like that because you never know how good they're going to be you know they, they might not make that they might fall, fall by the wayside but, it's all about his attitude now but it does remind me of a young Aaron Ramsey you know when he first started out at Arsenal and the way style, he worked yeah. Yeah. Style, and so he's Welch yeah like you're all four Welch international yes Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, but you know, either they wouldn't have spared all that money for him if he didn't think he had the right attitude, he didn't yeah. think he was the, um, he was in the fair amount that he can grow. Well, two and a half life. million, between two and a half and 3.25 mm. yeah. depending on appearances. Mm. What a deal, that is fantastic. Yeah. I reckon it'll be 3.25 the way. Oh yeah, he's been the percent sell on He's been, well he's been, I love, he's, I love he's been Brentford. Immense. He's been immense. Mm. See, look at that, we've already forgotten about Bossage. Who? Who? <laughs> See, exactly. Gomez. Who? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so absolutely fantastic signing. Um, made, made mine that. I thought that was the best yeah, signing of all yeah, that one. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, so that that was the transfer window. Sad to see Jimmy go. Jimmy might when are you coming back? I th do you think anybody think he'll end up back here? I think it's possible. 
Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, we know. He loves the club, doesn't he? Yeah. And there's not many people who come to Wigan and leave love with the club as in it's their club. Yeah. But he lives in Wigan, didn't he? He lives he lived at A. Mm. Or he lives in A. Yeah. He checks his job for a walk in the streets. He's a feast on the ground type of guy. Um, yeah, he'll manage us one day. They're always good, these Scots at management, so. Yeah, <laughs> Owen Coyle. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Billy Davis. Oh, yeah, the crackers. Yeah, he's good points. Yeah. Oh, he was good, though. <clears throat> you mentioned that, um, just bring up another point, you mentioned uh, that uh, Latic sent out a tweet saying, oh, don't go to bed, there's another signing yet. There's another club who did that, and I thought it was brilliant. The Leeds, I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> they tweeted, don't go to bed, we've still got more business. The manager. Uh, no, then they announced that one of the players has left, so fans are like, oh, average player, you know, not too bad, bringing someone in, though. Then they announced the best players left, and then they tweet that thing, that's, all, that's it for us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to bed now, it's like he gets us all. So it's our best players leaving. You know, Typical Yorkshire, though, isn't it? Typical Yorkshire. Even if they'd done it on purpose, yeah. awful PR. What, what is it they've offered the manager? Was it a 10 grand? 10 grand payoff. 10 grand payoff. Oh. alright? Yeah. For the regular man, that's brilliant, but for uh, football terms, <laughs> you look how much, what that's and how much Coyle got in comparison. He <laughs> probably was only on four grand a year, that fella, though. Who would it have been before he went to Talk to Forest Green, were it? Forest Green. Oh, and got sacked, though. Of course, it, it was. I think what those Germans done there is they've just interviewed everyone and thought, I'm not even going to look at what you've done, it's just who impresses me most in the interview, and somehow this buffoon's gone in and just impressed him and he's been awful. <laughs> Has that ever happened anywhere else? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Ooh. Anyway, we're moving on. Right, looking ahead, five fixtures coming up in September. Now, I've, I mentioned before, do you think seven points from five games was was an okay start or a poor start or what we said? And we didn't really answer it because we was only an hour and saying other things. But this month now, uh, we have five fixtures to play. And we only start back on the 13th of September, so we're almost halfway through the month before we start our, our September fixtures. So we've got, as Mick uh, mentioned before, we've got another B first up. Yeah. It's Blackburn away. Then on the Tuesday afternoon, we've got Huddersfield away. Now, those two games for me are quite good because the, uh, Huddersfield's only 40 miles. It's only mm. 40 minutes up the road, isn't it? Blackburn, 15 miles away. So they're quite local. Uh, and then we've got an home game against Tipswich. So, three games though, where I think um, we could possibly get some good points out of. Then we've got a big trip to Bournemouth, where we've not been doing too well of, of late, have we? Uh, and then we've got an old match against Nottingham Forest on the last day of September. The big ship sailed down the alley, yeah. alley all. But uh, uh, five fixtures though, what do we think? Looking ahead, the big picture. <clears throat> well, there's 15 points available. <clears throat> Would you be happy with seven out of those 15? No. No. Nine. No. Nine? No, no, no. <laughs> nine. <laughs> uh, not going all roster on, you know. Showing, showing off with you, I, think, I think they can get nine, though. I think they can. Well, if you want to start chasing the top of the table, you're looking at two points a game. But there's, there's no point looking at a group of fixtures like that and setting a target because if we'd have done that at the start of the season, you'd think it was it was awful. Yeah. What they got. You will not have said they'd have lost to Shelton, no. you'd not have said you'd have probably said they'd have beaten Reading at home, which I'm sure you all predicted. I, uh, I, think, the only, I think the only game we're going to struggle with, though. Is going to be the Bournemouth away, because as, as you've already said, traditionally we don't travel to Bournemouth very well. Blackburn will yeah. be tough. Blackburn, I think all of them will be tough. I, Greg, I, I think they're all toughies, but I think that's what works in our favour, <clears> because we can set off with a great win at, uh, at Blackburn. You know, even the, the old goal's going to be good enough for me because it's going to be three points in the bag. You know, I don't want to be greedy on the goals. Um, you know, they let me down on Saturday, didn't they, the Swines? Um, 
Huddersfield away again it's going to be a toughie that because it's a midweek game but yeah I think we could scrape another three points so Ipswich I don't know is, is it going to be bumped back down to worth here because they're not doing too bad are they you've got to be winning your own games that are. Sorry, you've got, we've got to be winning our own games. Well, we'll come out of this little run and we'll have played 10 games. Mm. Now, over the season, that's 23% of the season gone yeah. by the end of September. 23%. Is that a time that we should be looking and saying and doing some proper analysis on, on the squad and the team to see if we are really promotion candidates? Or do you think it's still too early to be even doing that end of September? But it's 23% of the season. Well, wh why don't we do something like that? And why don't we have a little uh, check at the end of September? Yeah. Why don't we compare where were the promoted sides of last season? at that particular stage of the year. How many points did they have? Let's do some, some, com some yeah, well, comparison. Sorry, I, think, I think it's going to be different this year though. We're think, all top three. I think last, last year, year. You, you had Leicester pulling away, then Burnley were pulling away behind them. I don't think it's going to be... Yeah, up there as well. I think, I think it's going to be a bit more open all season. You might have one team pulling away, but I don't think you can have two pulling away. I think that there's going to be one automatic promotion spot pretty open and we just need to make sure that our heads are above water. I'm not saying got to be running away with it by Christmas. We need oh, keep our heads above water. Well, we need to, as you said before, we need to concentrate on our own games. Mm. We need to also focus on the next game. Let's not forget last year how many points we dropped against bottom of the table first. Mm. Oh, yes. Doncaster, Millwall, and others. So we need to, you know, we need to tighten up our game. Don't well, we've done two of them already, haven't we? In Blackpool and, and, and uh, Birmingham. I, th I think, they're, like you said, with Pooh Sad Birmingham, I thought Blackpool were awful. They were going to struggle. Mm. Don't forget, Birmingham were above us before Saturday. <coughs> By one point. Yeah. I'm still, though, they're still above us. Well, Blackpool were <coughs> top of the league at the end of October last year, mm. weren't they? And they, where did they end up? Just scrape it, scrape it in yeah, with that's what you can't really delete it. Not in the bloody championship, maybe the premiership because it's a lot more structured in your top four and your European teams and your relegation candidates. In the championship, Bolton showed it the year before. You need a run of form at the right time. We had the run of form at the right time last season. It's not you're not going to look at that table at Christmas and think, oh, well, there's your top six, there's your bottom three because no, it's not, it, it won't work like that. Yeah, yeah they changed, don't they? So I think going back to what you said, where were the promoted ties this time last year? No, not for me. I think it's just all about you know maintaining consistency, keeping your head above water, and striking at the right time, hitting form towards the end of the season as well, and and making sure that you can you know get the wins you need to. If you're planning ahead and you know I want three points here, one point there, Ross has said it to the fans for him. You're going to get nowhere. You need to be concentrating on your next game and forgetting the league table until the end of the season. I said last week that it was a nice, steady, progressive build-up to the season and that we needed to kickstart it again with, a, with another little win and I think as we've got that win I think we could actually level out here and have that consistency I'm not saying I'm not predicting that we're going to probably get 15 points out of these next 5 games but I, s I strongly think we might hit 10 at least 10 or 11 points and I'd like to think if that's the case then we are looking okay thank you very well, much well I say if you want to be promotion candidates you've got to be looking at two points a game mm. and, and I agree with you Paul you know, sometimes it's going to dip below that sometimes you're going to you're going to win three on the bounce and suddenly you've got nine from three and you're looking three points a game and looking rosy you've got to be there or thereabouts for most of the season and you know at the moment we're what seven from five which is three points yes. only three points behind that so only ten only take a couple of wins and suddenly you're right on track as a 
you need the thing is as fans you need we need to enjoy our football you need to enjoy going to the game there's no point looking oh well, they've got this many points they've got that many points just go watch them what happens happens yeah, we, we know yeah. they're good enough and you just got to take it game by game if you start planning out you're not going to enjoy it you're going to get really frustrated when they lose thinking we should be beating them and that's that's why this was a couple of games this season everyone was having a bit of a meltdown and stuff like that and it's just there's no point it's, you know two games in if we were, if we got back to back wins I'd be saying the same you I think I think that first game of the season I saw them, people were just so shocked because we were that bad I, I don't understand I don't understand why we were though, bad because, though yeah, we were I, bad. I'm sure I'm sure yeah. I didn't see it and by the sounds of it Paul says we even much like Charlton I missed the first two games yeah. but again they're going to be they're going to have stinkers don't cast away 3-0 they were awful but I was in the middle of a great run you're going to have those games there's no point that's what I mean by setting your stall like, right, we're going to be top two and this is how we're going to win our games. You're only going to be disappointed. You just need, you just need to level out. Let the players do what they, you know, what, what they do best. Let the managers worry about that sort of thing and just take it game by game. And be top two. Enjoy the season. If they're top two, they're top two. If they're top six, they're top six. Because mm. I think they'll be one or the other. I really do. And I'm not... I won't say more, not overly fussed, which I, th- I think it's a good finish. Yeah, the I, one, so. I agree with what you're saying in terms of, like... This game's got three points. This game we're going to lose. This game we're going to draw. I, I I wouldn't say you could do that, but I think in some places, if you do do that, in some places you're going to come off worse away. Mm. Sometimes you're going to get surprised, and you're going to think that's a tough game going away to Forest, for instance, and then they come back with three points, and you think, oh, that's good, that's a bonus. But you you've got to you've got to have a, a target to be aiming at, and and seeing where you are on track to that target otherwise you just meander your way through the season yeah. the only time the yeah. only time though I think that you should get worried as a football fan is when the results are consistently bad and we saw that last year under Coyle and that's when he got when they got rid of him it's not going to be like that they're going to win games which, is shunt, uh, which they probably shouldn't do and they're going to lose games they shouldn't do they're gonna, they'll probably lose it home to someone who's got, not on the verge of allegation but the, the, the key is just don't you don't panic and then you don't get carried away if you, you win a few games just Enjoy, enjoy the season yeah, as it I'm is. Not panicking, I'm not saying panic. No, I'm not saying you are, I'm just yeah. saying, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, I know some, if some you start way. picking games out and thinking, this is where we should win, and all, then you go to it and you're thinking, we're going to win this 3 0. And then when they do lose 1 0 or they draw or whatever, people are going to be really disappointed. I just think there's a much bigger picture to it, and it's all about you know, just getting the right form at the right time and getting a bit of consistency. But, as we've been saying around the table during this podcast, Following deadline day, with the squad we've picked up, with the full signings we've made, Rossler's got us well positioned with the squad now. Mm-hmm. We should be looking for promotion, shouldn't we? Of course, we should. Yeah, yeah. It's a positiveness. It is, and on that positive note, I think we'll uh, we'll knock it on the head. Jesus, it's been forty-five minutes already. It's been longer than that. Has we've played a little bit of injury time. Okay. All right. There's one thing you've forgotten today, Barry. No, I haven't. I was going to pass that over to you. Uh, Paul's got a special announcement for a big fella. Happy birthday, Scott Carson. 29 today, on the day we're recording, which is the Wednesday. 29. Many happy returns, Scott. Oh, all yeah, the best, mate. And if you're listening best. to this, get a life. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't mean that, Scott. If you want to listen to the podcast, you listen. You want to get a life to Scott, I've got, no, Barry's, ad- he'll be I've got Barry's address if you want no, to. No, no. He'll be coming around <laughs> there, sorry. Hey, don't say what Binky Gareth's saying. Put it down to me. That was Gareth, yeah. not Barry. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, uh, I'd just like to leave us with uh, Jimmy Mike when are you coming back. So, uh, good night from me. Mm. And good night from him. Thank you. Yeah.